This is Messi Nagawa, brought to you by Council for Global Evangelization (CGE). Welcome to our in-depth table talk. Nothing is off the table. And so this is Ethan Mills, president of Council for Global Evangelization. Hello. <laughs> And I'm Sharon Ludlow. Really, we want to introduce the whole ministry to you so that you get to know who we are from the very beginning, so you know the context of how we're going to introduce this subject to you. But I will leave it to Ethan to start to introduce Council for Global Evangelization. May 1992, we began a ministry of healing and signs and wonders, mainly out in the public square, uh, what Elon Musk calls the, the town square. And our idea was to take the gospel out there in a secular space. And of course, at some point, the church is caught up with the, with the whole thing that was going on. And so, but the ministry morphed into an international evangelistic crusade ministry, what people call crusade ministry, evangelization, Billy Graham style, Ranhard Bonke style, preaching to the unsaved, publicans and sinners. So we are a very public ministry, public square, dealing with the media, dealing with secular world, at the same time, still Christian, saved, love church. So you're welcome to the program. <laughs> we have been in Australia. This is our 30th year of being a ministry, right? From 1992, now we're 2022. And time flies. Time flies. And we've had, very, there's been a lot of phases we've discovered of the ministry that we've reflected on, um, the ebb and flow of what it is. But Council for Global Evangelization, as it is now, is ready to step into the space of, of media, mm. of broadcasting, broadcasting, of going public uh, in, a, in a different way, right? From, oh, well, I mean, it's this, we're adding it. We're adding it to the plethora of what we yeah. do. But as a platform, we must tell you that the name Council for Global Evangelization comes from the Jerusalem Council, the first church council. Paul appears in Jerusalem with Barnabas and um, and they meet with James and, and John and, and Peter, and they want to explain where they've been, why they've moved beyond Judea and reaching to nations around the world. That's basically what we've done for the last 30 years, especially since around 19, 2003. So we, a ministry goes to the Gentile world. So Gentile world is, is different from church, different from, from Judea and from Jerusalem. So it's a council in that sense, council that we organize ourselves, we push that thrust of, of going to the nations with, with miracles, signs and wonders, and dealing with the people in the cities, in open spaces, open societies. We understand church is a great place, but it's a greater place when Jesus is being proclaimed among the sinners, and the sinners are in the majority. So let's put Jesus where he belongs, with the sinners. And so that then the church becomes majority when they all come to the Lord. Yeah. That's when it's exciting, right? When you're in the public space and God gets to show off. That's what we, that's what is so fabulous. Now, the word show off, the word show off is so, so important because we discovered in recent times that the word demonstration, that the Bible speaks about the demonstration of the spirit of power. The gospel should not just be in word only, but in power. And not just in eloquence, not just in um, preaching Christ, not just with man's words of man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Spirit. The word demonstration appears once in the Bible. We found out the word demonstration 
is not just the signs and the wonders, but God want to show off, want to exhibit exactly what he's like. Mm. When he reaches out to change the life of a human being, it takes demonstration, it takes the spirit, it takes power, anointing. Yeah. In a, in a sense, this is who we really are. Uh, and so we'd like to invite you to join us in, in, on this journey of broadcasting. Um, we can begin to share the things you you may not have heard before uh, that come out of experience, out of being on the on the highways and the byways, and just to so understand how important it is to have the move of the spirit, mm. not just in church, mm-hmm. but out there where we turn them from darkness to light, from the mm-hmm. power of Satan unto God. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's tremendous, revolutionary, life changing. We, as a ministry, we have proven. That Christ, until Christ is in the public space, mm-hmm. until he's proclaimed yes. and acclaimed by the multitudes, until we get to that point, the cross of Christ has not had its full impact. Yeah. So we like to just, as we get along with this broadcasting, don't forget, we're just new in this broadcasting thing, but we realize it's so important that we do. And especially at this time, and you get to know why we're doing it at this time, mm-hmm. um, because we've learned so much. Mm-hmm. We've gained such experience and knowledge. We've read the Bible and the Hebrew and the Greek. Mm-hmm. We've uh, had abundance of research. And you're going to be he- hearing much more um, on this broadcast, mm. uh, which we call Messianic Hour. We're actually calling it In-Depth Table Talk. Um, nothing off the table. <laughs> so um, we can touch the theologians where they shouldn't be touched, we should have touched the sacred cows, <laughs> just to get the church moving, get Christian people yes. excited about Christ and excited about the demonstration, excited about the word of God, excited about the gospel itself. Yes. Uh, and we get to understand who really Christ is. It's when we see, when he begins to use us. Absolutely. When God begins to work through us, we begin to see what Christianity looks like. Yeah, that's exciting. I mean, that's the Christianity I came into, right? I'd grown up in the church and, you know, it, it was an experience, all right, but it wasn't enough. It, it wasn't enough for me until the day when I really accepted Christ for myself and then God took me on this journey into what you're talking about. That kind of Christianity was actually what I was trying to track. You know when it's not enough. When you've tried this and tried that, that's when you begin to look to God, you begin to look into the Bible, you begin to look to the Holy Spirit, you begin to want to learn things and you begin to discover and to experience. To, today, the subject we're talking about is, the, the uh, we're calling it 100 years. We're talking about the Western Christian civilization and assault for the last 100 years, so 100 years and assault. And why we speak about that is because we discover the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Spirit, the demonstration. Once the ripple of God's power starts to hit the waters of the earth, once mm-hmm. you begin to move in the Spirit, then you, you you get to know what we've been suffering from, what 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 has been what's bedeviled our world, why the world is in chaos, disintegration, corruption. The one hundred years we're talking about is. What has happened to the Western world? And we found that in our experience, in our reading, that the problem is spiritualism. That we are not talking about spiritualism as such. We're talking about the search for the answer. When the world goes to spiritualism, when the world goes to diviners, when the world goes to tarot card readers, when the world goes to uh, witch doctors in Africa, they say witch doctors. 
But in the Western world, we discovered so much is going on. People want to get their horoscopes read. They want to read their palms read. People want to know about their future. The origins of all that is spiritualism. And spiritualism has morphed into politics, into, um, into education. It's all over the place. And, and, and we don't know why. We don't know why people, the sicknesses, the diseases, we found out in our experience when the Holy Spirit began to move that there is a spiritual problem in the Western society underlying much of what we call spiritual uh, civilization, mm -hmm. Christian values, family, God, country. Um, when you discover that just the hymns and the songs and the worship is not enough, when you discover you need the power of God, when you discover, you know, the scriptures you read, you read, and, and you, what can you do with that Bible? We found in the hundred years, at least the, hundred, the last hundred years, things happen to the West that are actually spiritual, that I think the spiritual spaces. And now we see it on our television screens, we see it in the politics, we see it in, the, in what they call, you know, America is divided. We, and it's so much more. But this is, so allow us to, to wade into subjects and areas of, of discussion that you're not used to. So Western Christian civilization, really, what is a Christian nation? We're speaking to you from Melbourne, Australia. Our experience is actually based in Melbourne. Yes. And Australia. Because when God sent his power and anointing on May the 19th, 1992, uh, and by the way, at the time, God was sending his power to Toronto. Um, you had a man called Ronnie Brown. You had uh, John Arnott. You had so much else going on. God visited us at the same time, just about the same time in Melbourne. So you never got to hear about that because we were out in the public space. Mm -hmm. We were putting out tents in the heart of Melbourne, saying the Holy Ghost is in town. Australia had never seen that before. <laughs> we had people being healed of cancer in the public square, in, 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 the, in the city, in the heart of the city. Yes. Um, we went to universities. We went to Melbourne University. We were in uh, Monash University. We had... Uh, um, theaters filled up. We had skeptics, society of skeptics. We had everything thrown at us. Yeah. So uh, we love the church. We are from the church, but we, our engagement, our action is in the town square. Yes. That's Elon Musk's language. But actually, we, for years, we called it the, the public square. So you're going to be hearing about spiritualism uh, because for Australia, it begins around, around 1870. Uh, by 1900, Australia becomes a federation. It becomes, if you like, really shed off colonialism you know, Britain is no longer in charge, exactly. It, it becomes a, a country that's coming to its own. But we found at that time, political leaders went to spiritualism. We found judges, lawyers, they were all into spiritualism. What is spiritualism? How, so they move away from Christianity, they move away from, we're not talking about just Christian. we're talking about Western Christianity. We are not even talking about the gospel for Paul. No. Um, so what you call Christian civilization, what you call Christendom, the, 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 what's left of it was already taken over. And so we shall talk about that. But I'll let, you share, I'll let Sharon speak to you. Um, yeah, I, I think it's important to kind of give them the, yeah, Western Christian civilization, if you like, has been that emerging thing from, you know, the founding fathers throughout history, you know, English history, European history, into American history, into Australian, which is relatively new kid on the block. Mm. And we become this kind of Western Christian society, which has this presumption that, you know, we have Christian values, mm. we have Christian, even if people don't go to church, we, you know what I mean? That's what yeah. people have tried to um, 
embrace if you like and it's only been in recent times with the whole woke thing and uh but that people have even wanted to work walk away from that let's say but you know to kind of understand the context of how the world is where it is today in in 2022 that the last 100 years have been like this fast track accumulation of um what is now like chaos around us mm -hmm. and as the christian you know we've kind of tried to stick into our prayers and stick into our like the things that we know mm -hmm. as a solution but um you know how effective are that have they been to this yeah, point yeah. as as counter you know like when you read christ right when you read paul's gospel when he's on mars hill and the or you know he's with simon mm -hmm. in the book of acts there's a there's this kind of outcomes right in the community in society whatever we don't tend to get that you know what i mean in general western christians have we're more I don't know we try to be activists in whatever area we're in our churches we're different things so to be in the public space and let god uh prove himself prove if you himself. like and and so that people get saved like it, it is mm -hmm. biblical spiritual things happening it's not words it's not convincing uh it's not clever mm -hmm. you know it's that space this is where, uh, you know, from 1992, we encountered that, right? Hire the halls. This is what we were told. Well, you'll get to that part of the story because we're going to fill you in. But for this one, we want to set the framework of how we came up with this subject, 100 Years Under Assault, Western Christian Civilization and the Problem of Spiritualism. Yeah. Because we have to understand as Christians the context of the days we live in mm -hmm. and how we got here but also we want you to understand as a ministry how we even came to talk about this how did we get into this space how do we even know what we're talking about because if you like it was by default so right? for, so, so here's here's how it begins i come into australia out of africa i'm from Macquarie university bachelor of laws degree previously socialist marxist refugee stateless born in rwanda that's another story and the call of God comes and I end up in Australia, didn't come here as a migrant to, to have a better life. But when I get to Australia, I with, fresh with the call of God and I'm trying to find how do I pursue the call of God in this society? I encounter a totally different society. Well, I speak English fairly well and I thought I've read all the books that should enable me to understand the society, the society I live in. But when I began to get involved in terms of uh, ministering to people, talk about Christ, try to set up church, try to pastor people. I encountered a different different grain in people, a different fiber in people. The resistance, the indifference, nice enough, people very nice, but there's not much depth, superficiality. That's where, you know, that's the comfort zone. Everything is nice. And when I start to pastor people, I, I struggled. I really struggled. I realized every Sunday morning, I just want to go home. I get there, the place is cold. That's my memory of, of starting to pass the church in Melbourne. Um, and then you look at the people that have appeared on a Sunday morning and you find oh, it's the same face from last week. You go out there, people just busy mourning. They're, they're, they're mowing their, 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 their lawns. In America, you call it cutting the grass. And, and um, 
Um, it's not such a Christian civilization as such. It's it's a, it's a society where you know that Bible is not the living thing. Christian Christ is not all and in all. And and so I felt I want to run away, and I just wished I could go back into Africa where it was much easier because at least we'd seen the gospel events with signs and wonders and miracles. We'd seen the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, where do you begin here? Where do you start? And so yeah, at some point I said to myself, no, if I if I stay on this on this bus, um, I'll crash. I need to get off. It's not for me. It's not for me. I'll stay Christian, but I get out of this. And then God visited me. God visited me on May the 19th. You want to know how things begin to change. And I hear a voice. I was standing in the kitchen on May 19th, about midnight. So I don't actually know whether it's May 19th or the 20th, but I think it was. That was the 19th, rolling over beyond midnight. And I, 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 I tell you what happened is I felt, I said, God, in my mind, I'm standing by the kitchen, I said, in my mind, in my thoughts, I cannot go on anymore. I can't go on anymore. I can't come against a brick wall. Um, what can I do? What more can I do? How much more praying can I do? How much more fasting can I do? Um, this is not for me. And... Um, and then another thought came to me, maybe if I can do what the Americans did, Americans did what they call a cup meeting. What is a cup meeting? Do I even know what a cup meeting is? Okay, so they went out in the bush and they would go out to seek God and then God would send something you call revival, something will happen. Is there something I need to do that's American cup meeting, whatever, whatever that was? It was while I was thinking that, just thinking, what more can I do? What more prayers can I do? What more fasting? I've had enough. This is it. And in... I hear in my mind, I hear the voice of God say, hire the hope and do not limit me. It's going to be a river of healing power. I said, does God speak in our minds? <laughs> does God speak in our minds? Because that was in my brain, in my thoughts. I heard God speak in my thoughts. He was speaking to me like a human being to a human being. In that moment, I felt a fire come from my feet. My feet. It was like a flame. I felt it. And and I felt someone pour oil on my head. I said, oh my God. And that was it. And, and then I felt like a wiring of power through my arms into my hands. There was someone visiting at my house. And the person said to me, are you all right? I said, yes, I'm all right. I feel like laying hands on the sick. And then the person said, lay hands on me. And I reached out. The person went flying in the air. The power of God just struck. That night, I was out in the neighborhoods. We drove out 30 minutes to pray for people. They were falling out of their, out of their beds. That was my house. That was your home. <laughs> and so we just told you the beginning of something. It's an amazing thing. And it was, so people never got to hear about it, but it went all over Australia. It was in the media television we got calls from television is this are you from america because we had all sorts of um i mean we'll get into the full story but full story. because it has a context right the, the story has a context because we provoke the spiritualism mm, mm, mm. and that becomes headlines in newspapers it becomes the reason why we're invited to the ABC television debate, yeah. um, all sorts of things happen because we provoked um, things in the culture 
yeah. right, by the public activity of the gospel. The ABC television, the subject was, is Australia still a Christian country, which was quite astonishing that they could actually talk about that. So the idea was that this ministry, they, they found us and they said, we know that you have a different point of view. They, they, they know what the churches believe, but this little group that's causing waves in a nation, yeah. they say you have a different point of view. Um, by the way, it was moderated by the Archbishop, Anglican Archbishop of Sydney. He was the moderator that night, uh, and, and that's not a subject tonight, but that was the beginning of something. Uh, Sharon, talk about the first public event in Melbourne on the 19th of June. What began to happen when we stepped out to do Hire the Holes and Don't Limit Me? Well, we had, well, this is my memory, right? So the he came to my house one o'clock in the morning of the May 19th experience. Right. So we were in bed asleep. I remember getting dragged out of bed. My parents dragged me out of bed. We put the dressing gowns on and we were in the lounge room and he comes, he goes, the power of God's here. And he starts praying. Everyone just starts hitting the floor under the power of God. That's what I remember. And I'm going, oh my God, what is going on? Next minute he's out the door. I'm going to the next house. He's gone. And then by the next day I'd heard he'd already been to Bendigo, prayed, all the rest of it. So I'm like, oh, my goodness, God is doing things. He's going, hi, the holes, don't limit me. I'm like, okay, I'm part of this. What are we going to do? So there was a, another, there was a friend of mine. We decided we were going to get a billboard. Like it was just a piece of wood. It was just a piece of um, board. And this was 1992, right? So we hand paint, we'd booked the hall. We hand painted a sign that basically said, you know, here's the hall, here's the date healing the sick. And we said, bring the incurable. Bring the incurable. We were a bit crazy. <laughs> and we have this billboard. So we put it in the back of my dad's car with his trailer. We had the trailer. We had the set up like an A-frame. We drove around the streets of, it was basically kind of, um, oh, what's that? Is that like, it's not Northwestern. What, what's like around Maribyrnong, Essendon, for those people that know Melbourne. Melbourne. West of Melbourne. It was Maribyrnong, Essendon, Moody Ponds. Ascot Vale, those yeah. kind of areas. Yeah, suburbs of the city. We were driving around with this makeshift A-frame, completely not legal today. I don't know how we got away with it. But anyway, then someone else decided to ring a radio station. Yeah. So they went public. Next minute, that place was absolutely packed. Yeah. And no one had seen anything like it. The power of God's hitting people, people on the ground like snakes. You had people that were, uh, you know, uh, like all sorts of things are going on. People were in shock. People were in shock. And then ages later, a young guy who had gone to that meeting from, he'd heard about the public thing. And he, he was telling me how he went to this public meeting first and he brought his friends. They came to laugh at it because right, they were skeptical. And he was telling me afterwards, one of his friends owned a very profitable uh, it was like tarot card clairvoyant business in Armadale at the time. Armadale is, is um, where is Armadale? Well, it's an affluent subject in in some um, suburb in Melbourne. Of Melbourne. In yeah, in the southeast, and she'd had this really profitable business, and she'd come to laugh, hadn't participated in the meeting, walked away going crazy. Mm. But what happened was she was really angry. She was angry after because she stopped hearing the voices. She stopped hearing the voices that made her business work. In the end, she had to close her business. She was so angry. So he was telling us this is a couple of years after about his experience coming into that. But what happened to him himself? Yes. Um, this man 
then came to the next meetings and and then we discovered that the demon spirits started to mm. um, get agitated in him and we were astonished because we were learning new things um and i began to hear the holy spirit tell me what was in the man and then i began to call out um very strange demons these demons were because the, the the words I heard from the Holy Spirit were where these were words out of ancient Greece, which they sound like philosophers, these old names of philosophers. The demons actually had adopted names of ancient Greek philosophers. So when I called the, the, the names out of the out of ancient Greece, the demons cry out, the man would be on the ground like hitting yeah. the ground like a snake and everything. This was new to me. How do demons acquire names that reach back to ancient Greece? But this, I mean, this is the environment where, you know, that we kind of launch into and suddenly we're encountering people, whether they're Christians or not, um, we're encountering spirits, mm. we're encountering sickness, we're encountering, oh, really terrible attitudes, horrible, like people that are Christians with their terrible attitudes. It's all being exposed in this environment of where God is in demonstration. You've got to ask yourself. Do you really want the Holy Spirit in your church? Do you want the Holy Spirit in your community? Because when the Holy Spirit starts to move, you will be amazed what you see within the church, what the Christians are like. Um, somehow, we, we, our own experience was that um, when the Holy Spirit starts to move, the, the, the innermost being, the inner uh, motives, inner nature of humans or human beings, especially Christian people, they react, mm. they get envious, they hate. That was new to us. That was new. It was new because you thought we'd all be excited. No, no, we've been cleansed by the blood of Jesus. We've we been thought, cleansed. People in church, when they love God, pastors would get angry with rage. Yeah, rage. I had a man come in the first week. I had a man come who was like an elder in my church. He was in the flat. And he put his finger in my eyes. And he said, you are not the pastor. I was. I'll make sure you fail. And I said, and so I call him Mr. Christian. I actually write about it. I've got a manuscript coming. Uh, in the works and so I try to be to to make things anonymous and I began to call him Mr. Christian in the text he is Mr. Christian but he was only a sampling of what we began to see elsewhere we went one place one church heard about it what we're doing they invited us we go to the church and my subject was that I did not come to you with with words of man's wisdom man's of eloquence I can preach a Christ and him crucified in the demonstration of the spirit of power. And the pastor was so angry that I spoke about Jesus, Christ crucified, not with words of man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of the spirit. The word demonstration of the spirit was so offensive to a Pentecostal pastor that he almost ran me out of the place. I actually wished, God, I wish I was not here. And strange thing is, when I began to pray for the people, nothing moved. Yeah. The most dead thing I'd ever seen. Yeah. I said, myself, what happened from last week? The anointing strikes everywhere like, like lightning and thunder. But in this church, everything gone cold. My thought was the man holds the key. Um, that was a new experience to, to actually discover, to learn new things. That pastors hold the key. They can lock it in, lock, it, lock you out, invite you, and neutralize you at the same time. The good news is I stood, stepped down out of all that sat down on the chair and the man jumped up and he said i don't believe we received this man i don't believe we gave him yeah. the honor he deserves and he's suddenly opened up that whole place 
I couldn't begin to tell you the power that visited that church mm -hmm. in the next few minutes. Um, I literally went around with my breath just blowing on the place and the people were just wiped out like, like God is in the house. Yeah. Um, so good news, when people open up, so we had the good and the bad. We saw people get transformed. We saw people who, were, who became enemies, then they became friends. Yeah. So, um, but what we're talking about really is the spiritualism here because beyond the church, beyond those reactions and the Christians and everything else, the next thing that happened was we had people out of secular world begin to come in with curiosity. Some of them were sent. We found that they were, um, we had a woman come in uh, looking like the witch of Endor. That's how I describe her out of the days of Samuel, the prophet. You had a woman called the witch of Endor um, uh, who to bring up Samuel from the dead for, 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 for Saul, the king Saul. He wanted to know the future about what's going on in his life. And, and so, you know, if you want to talk about a witch in the Bible, that was the one. She was called the witch of Endor, the place called Endor. And so the woman came in, young woman came in looking like, you know, those days they called the New Age Movement, Oh, she had everything, everything new age, everything plus plus, everything dangling on her clothes, dressed in white. Mm -hmm. And I said, what have we got here? And stayed away from everything. But one day she asked for help. What happened is a story we shall talk about. But we discovered she was high priestess in the whole city. And she said to me, we communicate without a telephone. So we talk about spiritualism. How did it enter society? How, how, why, why do churches... Um, fail, why do pastors give up, why, why do Christians get so sick, why sicknesses, why everything, why the struggles, why the strife, the divisions in churches, why churches break up, we found it takes, it, it's decades, maybe a hundred years of demonization, and, and so it's not that we want to bring the subject of spiritualism, we just want to be able to talk about why we need the Holy Spirit, why we need the power of God, why we need God's visitation, why we need to be anointed, why we need the Spirit of God in our lives, in our ministries, in our churches, in our society, Absolutely. why we need to be have that power of Pentecost, yeah. that anointing, that, um, you know, the, the Bible speaks about to be endued with power from on high, that's old King James English from 611. Uh, others talk about being clothed with power, others just having the Holy Spirit. Um, but in, in the in the, the 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 actual text speaks about being invested with power, being um, it's not just clothed. Actually, it's being infused and and invested with with power. We talk about dunamis. We talk about the power that absolutely causes demon spirits that were in the caves, you know, societies in the nooks and crannies, in, in in the hidden places, in the darknesses of our societies. When the, it takes that power, so. Um, it's not that spiritualism is a special subject for us. No, we are talking about the response, which yes. is called the Holy Spirit and the power of God. Not just the Holy Spirit. God blessed me with the Holy Spirit. No, no, power. In Western? In, in Western society, in, a, in, a West, in secular space. Yes. I think that we should wrap up. Wrap we should up. wrap up this episode because we've given people a general... A synopsis. Uh, yeah, a, a, a window into a what we're window talking about. what we're about to talk about. And we're going to be talking about next... After this episode, we shall be talking about how theologians, two major theologians discovered what's happened to the Western world, how West, the West became demonized, how the spiritual spaces got demonized, and how secular culture has become distorted, and what happens when secular culture becomes distorted, demonically distorted. 
what mm. happens to the society. That will be our next episode. Yeah. We're looking forward to it, aren't we? We are. It's been Exciting. good. Thank you for being with us on Messianikawa, sharing our dreams and learning together. To be part of this global community, please visit our website at councilforglobalevangelization.com and subscribe.